Napoleon Bonaparte's favorite color was green. It would not seem to be the most important piece of information. However, there is a version that this color pigment could have undermined the former emperor's health and even served as the cause of his death. In this episode of How It Was, we'll explain why the official cause of Napoleon's death causes controversy, what gave rise to the hypothesis of the emperor's poisoning, and what role the Schweinfurt Green may have played in this story. May the 5th, 1821, was the day of death of the person whom admirers called the greatest of the French, and the haters called a Corsican monster. Napoleon Bonaparte was 51 years old. He spent the last five years of his life in exile, suffering from depression and a humid climate on St. Helena's Island in the Atlantic Ocean. It is known that for at least six months of his life, the former emperor suffered from severe abdominal pain, weakness and nausea. The autopsy doctors concluded that the cause of Napoleon's death was stomach cancer. Their conclusion was not questioned until, in 1961, the Swedish dentist Sten Forshofwood found high levels of arsenic in Napoleon Bonaparte's hair. Does this mean that Bonaparte was killed by poison? The version about the poisoning helped explain another strange circumstance. Nineteen years after Napoleon's death, the French agreed with the British about his reburial in Paris. The corpse was exhumed and found to be surprisingly well-preserved. Arsenic, as is known, is a chemical preservative of dead bodies. And one can assume that not only the hair, but also the whole body of Bonaparte contained this chemical compound in abundance. Stan Forshofwood, who studied Napoleon's hair, soon published a book in which he detailed his version of Napoleon's death and even pointed out a possible poisoner, Charles Tristan, Marquis de Montalon, who chose to go into exile on St. Helena with the ex-emperor after Napoleon's second abdication. Forshofwood's suspicions about Napoleon's close companion did not find support among historians. And yet, if no one persecuted the former emperor, where did the arsenic found in his hair come from? Could it be there by chance? 200 years ago, people knew much less about some substances' toxic properties than they do today. Such substances were sometimes added to dyes, cosmetics, and even medicines. Women painted their faces with white lead. Syphilis was treated with mercury, and constipation with strychnine. It is difficult to say what was a more frequent cause of patients' death, diseases, or certain treatments. Before a revolution in the chemical industry of the 19th century, natural dyes were used for dyeing fabrics. Making some colors was complicated. One of the challenges was getting a vibrant, long-lasting green. In 1775, the chemist Carl Schiele invented a pigment based on a mix of sodium carbonate and arsenious oxide that was later called Schiele's Green. A pigment containing a poisonous substance began to be used for dyeing fabrics and paper, for example wallpaper, as well as in the production of paints, wax candles, children's toys and even food colouring for sweets like green blancmange. Forty years later, German chemists created a new pigment, Schweinfurt Green, even more persistent but no less toxic than Schiele's Green. 
In medical periodicals of the 19th century, publications began to appear about children languishing in bright green rooms, women fainting while wearing green dresses, and about printing houses whose employees got poisoned by arsenic vapors. In 1861, newspapers detailed the death of a 19-year-old Londoner, Matilda Schurer. Symptoms indicated poisoning. An autopsy showed that the girl's stomach, liver and lungs were affected by arsenic. Matilda made money by making artificial flowers. To give the leaves a bright, attractive color, she used a green dye. Meanwhile, the manufacturers were in no hurry to stop using the toxic pigment. In 1870, the owner of the French wallpaper factory, Zuba and Company, in a letter to a professor of chemistry at the University of Basel, claimed that the wallpapers contained Schweinfurt's greens in negligible quantities. In such cases, it is harmless. Removing any arsenic-based pigment from the wallpapers would cause unlawful and unjustified damage to our business. Yet Europeans began to ditch the green-colored products. The British Queen, Victoria, ordered all of the green wallpaper to be removed from Buckingham Palace. The Austrian composer, Franz Schubert, was ready to run to the other side of the world to avoid this accursed color. And in Germany, Schweinfurt green was banned as a color. But let's go back to Napoleon. In the interiors that surrounded the former emperor, green tones were predominant. For example, in the chambers of Fontainebleau's palace, or his bivouac, a military encampment. It is known for sure that in his last residence on the island of St. Helena, where Napoleon spent his exile, there were many green wallpapers, carpets, and draperies, and they all likely contained the poisonous dye. There are two theories about how arsenic contained in the wallpaper could enter the human body. One, through the respiratory tract, together with exfoliated particles of paper. Or two, as a result of emission of poisonous gas arsine, it could be released by a fungus growing on a wallpaper containing arsenic. Considering that the climate of St. Helena is known for a high level of humidity, and the ex-emperor in recent years rarely left his chambers, the theory of domestic arsenic poisoning was regarded by many as convincing. And yet, a theory is still just a theory. In March 2020, close to the 200th anniversary of the death of Napoleon, the International Consortium of Gastroenterologists reanalyzed various reports of Bonaparte's autopsies and unanimously concluded the cause of his death was advanced malignant gastric neoplasia associated with upper gastrointestinal bleeding. As for the high arsenic concentration in Napoleon's hair, even modern research methods don't allow us to find out exactly how it got in there, through the body or as a result of external pollution. It is also important to note that arsenic was found in samples of Napoleon's hair collected at different periods of his life, including long before exile. This means that the green wallpaper in Napoleon's residence at St. Helena is beyond suspicion. But then what? In 2008, the respected scientific journal Clinical Chemistry published an article on the causes of death of Napoleon. Its authors analyzed all the available data and concluded that the poison contained in Napoleon's hair was not accidental. The commonplace practice of those times was to pass on to descendants strands of hair as a family heirloom. 
and sometimes a pinch of arsenic trioxide was added for better preservation. As for the non-decomposing body of Napoleon, here too the scientists did not take the side of the conspiracy theorists. The corpse preservation is explained by the fact that the flesh sometimes avoids decomposition under conditions of high humidity and without access to air. Napoleon's tomb, which today is in the Dôme des Invalides in Paris, has not been opened since 1840. A repeated exhumation of his body could finally dispel any speculation about the great commander's death, but the descendants of Bonaparte are categorically against such undertakings. Well, let's leave Napoleon's ashes in peace and go back to green. Its path was no less dramatic than the fate of the French emperor. Green dyes that had literally earned a toxic reputation were taboo in Europe for a long time. However, fortunately for everyone who loves the color of hope, chemists created a new safe green pigment in the second half of the 19th century. And the return of fashion for this color was facilitated by another royal personage, Empress Eugenie, French Emperor Napoleon III's wife adored emerald dresses that went very well with her thick brown hair. <laughs>